Welcome to the Goalie Corner presented by One Stop Goaltending. I'm Michael Hales, and today we have Kendra Woodland back on the episode alongside Jenna McLean. Okay, Jenna, everybody here kind of knows Kendra a little bit with her uh, previous episodes, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where'd you play, who's maybe your icon is in hockey, and why did you pick hockey? Uh, So I am from Wilcox, Saskatchewan. I I was born and raised there. It's like a tiny little town in Saskatchewan, but it actually is the home of uh, Notre Dame, which is a boarding school, boarding high school, centered around hockey, really. So I kind of, from the moment I could walk, I had a hockey stick in my hand. My dad coached. And so, yeah, I was pretty much raised in the rink. So that's kind of why hockey. There was not much else to do in Wilcox, but play hockey. So I've been playing since I was like three years old. And yeah, I grew up playing in like small town Saskatchewan. And then I went to Notre Dame for four years for my high school years. And I played there for five years. And then now I'm here at UMB with Kendra. Perfect. So that's kind of why you went to Notre Dame. I was wondering why I checked you out on Elite Prospects earlier. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I have a question for the both of you, just because you guys are kind of opposites in the sense of Kendra played on the men's side of hockey pretty much your entire career or at least minor hockey. And then you played female hockey for the entire minor hockey career kind of thing. Right. Can you guys give me a breakdown your pros and cons with it? Like which one's kind of better or why did you decide to go that way at that time? Yeah, I'll I'll let you go first. And I can even give you a little bit more time to think in the sense of, The reason why I ask this is I think it's an ongoing debate or conversation with people this like this age or today in the sense of do should goalies, female goalies stay on the female side of hockey or go to the male side of hockey? Should the players go? If you're better in the female, should you try out for the males? Like what? Like, what is better? And I know it's all opinion-based and very much based on location or finances. But I really want to hear different sides of this topic. For me, I think it's basically based on, like, me being a goalie. Because I found that even from a young age, in female hockey, I wasn't challenged with with the shots and with the speed. So I think... I also grew up with two older brothers that kind of whipped me into shape. So it was kind of a, a decision that I would make with my family that, you know, I wanted that extra challenge in, in the male, male side because they're very different games. Um, I think, yeah, there's pros and cons, of course. I think a pro, the challenge, um, it makes you better for, like, moving on to that Team BC level or your provincial level. Um, and then it will move you on to the national level, which has helped me immensely. Um, I think a con of being a female in male hockey is it's mentally grueling. I think, um, it can be hard to fit in. It can be difficult to kind of find your way around the rinks to try and find a female dressing room or a closet to change in, or, you know, trying to get sitting on the bus, even I would say like. I would always sit at the front and coaches would want to have me sit at least halfway back, but being, you know, peewee bantam that you didn't really want to do that. 
because you know boys don't mature till late bantam maybe midget you know what I mean and so it's yeah. kind of hard to hard to be appreciated in a in a female and a male hockey team kind of sense um that's definitely where I would kind of start with that I want to pick at that a couple of those answers there from Kendra so you said it helped you with like the team BC and hockey Canada side of things I've heard differently in the sense of sometimes it's harder because those scouts are going to like the female games, right? Like nowadays there's major midget and um, prep schools and everything like that. So do you still think that for nowadays with all the academies that we have? Yeah, I think it's definitely, it definitely helps going to an academy and having that exposure. My family didn't have the money to go to an academy. So I kind of had to just work with what I had in, in my hands. So I had the opportunity to go to POE and OHA, too much money. It just kind of wasn't there for me. Sometimes it's about who you know, too. I think my first time committing to the University of North Dakota, I had kind of had a liaison that I knew who also played there. So that was kind of with who I knew and kind of got that scout in to watch me. But yeah, it can be more difficult playing on the men's side. But if, you, if you're good enough on the men's side, and you can play well, and you're making a name for yourself, I think you can attract scouts. And scouts know other scouts that know other scouts. So yeah, the scouts that are there in the men's side that are watching the actual men, they're like, oh, there's a female goaltender, female uh, forward defenseman. It's like, oh, I'll let my buddy know kind of thing. I think the hockey world is big, but it's so small at the same time that word gets around. But it can, it can definitely be difficult, more difficult, I should say, than um, – being on the female side and scouting and stuff. Okay. Jenna, what about your kind of history? Now, we know that you went to Notre Dame for four years. <laughs> what were you doing before Notre Dame? Uh, so I played like boys growing up until Pee Wee. So then in Pee Wee, that was like the first, I guess, female, all-female team that was in the area. So, and that would have been when, like, contact was introduced to the game, I guess, also. So when I was in Pee Wee, I switched to playing on an all-girls team. And, like, I mean, it was an adjustment. Like Kendra said, like, when I was younger, I, like, you're one of the only girls on the team in a different dressing room or just, like, trying to fit in in the boys' dressing room. I thought the biggest like shift was just having like being with girls all the time, like in the dressing room Um, on the ice. I found myself like with a lot more confidence with the puck. Like I was able to like express who I was as a player kind of thing and like just be more confident, try new things. I wasn't as intimidated maybe by the girls or like being playing with other girls as it was with the boys. Did you feel like you had like an advantage almost? going back to the girls that like yeah I I mean at that age like a lot of girls like in a small town too like and I it was like surrounding small towns a lot of the girls had played boys like up until that point but then there were other girls too that from bigger cities that were playing girls growing up and I think I I do think like starting with the boys and developing in the 
I would say it, it gave myself and the other girls that also played boys an advantage. And that year too, I also, so I played on like the all female team and I also played games with the, my first year of like playing on an all girls team. I also played with the boys. Am I glitching? I think it might bit. be just where you're sitting in the sense of, do you feel like you had an advantage going from the early development of male hockey to back to the female side of things? Uh, yeah, I think I do. I did. And I think like other girls I played with that also played boys at a young age did just like the compete level of young boys, I find a little higher and they're a little more intense than young girls would be. So I think that was an advantage, but in saying that, I think switching to the girls game when I did gave like me an advantage in a sense that I was able to like, I was definitely more confident in my abilities on the ice. So I think playing boys like gave me that step to have the skills, but I don't know if I really like use them to my potential until I got to the girls side of the game. That makes sense. That does make sense. And then when you switched um, and went to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. what, what was that like? Like when you got to that sort of atmosphere? Um, I mean, I loved it. Like it was, it was a, boarding school so a lot most of the girls lived in the dorm together and then we were on the team together I was fortunate enough to live at home just because I'm from Wilcox but it was like I think going to like Kendra said to POE OHA like those prep schools and like being I was with the same 20 girls all the time we went to class together we ate together we watched hockey games together played together practice together like we did everything together so I think just like having that sense and that's what it's like now too and Kendra can attest that like our team's pretty close we do everything together so it was like almost playing girls at a young age it was like I I've like lived that kind of university lifestyle I guess since I was in grade nine. Do you think you would have gotten that level of development if you just, if you didn't go to Notre Dame and Uh, just stayed on the female side of hockey and just kind of climbed the ranks through like minor hockey? Yeah. I mean, it's, it is like hard to say just because I went to Notre Dame. I started playing there in grade eight. So I was bantam age. I was playing midget girls hockey. And then I kind of just like worked my way up there so I didn't really play like a like I didn't play like a midget AAA level of hockey outside of being in that like boarding school environment so I I don't know I mean it's it's like hard to know I had friends that just went to like public high schools and like climbed the ranks and they're in the same spot I am now but I I do think that like being in that environment, just like surrounded by hockey all the time. And I, I think that is an advantage. I'm not sure I would have like developed or like loved the game as much if I wasn't in that environment. I think there would have been other distractions kind of pulling me away from hockey in a sense. Kendra, if you went to the female side 
um, and Bantam Midget, do you feel like you would have gotten the same level of development and ended up in the same spot you are now? Like Jenna, I think it's hard to say. Um, I think for me, my, my intensity level and my passion for the game and my expectations of myself are so high that even at a Bantam Midget age female, I don't think I could have um, kind of gotten on the same level as that with those teams. I think, especially like in, in, in and around Kamloops, I don't think there's really many uh, Bantam midget aged female hockey teams that had that challenge other than going to a prep school like OHA and PUE, which I now guess is called rink. But um, yeah, I I'd, honestly, it's hard to say, but I kind of want to lean towards, I don't think so just with, the way that my hockey personality is and the way that um, I was brought up and where I started basically in my hockey career, if that makes sense. That does. I also want to pick both your brains in the sense of Team BC and Team Saskatchewan. I know you both got scouted for it, but what was that experience like? Did that just kind of give you more determination to make it as far as you can and keep grinding away at the sport so the way that my midget years went my three years of midget my first year midget I actually did switch over to female major midget and um not a lot of people know because I don't usually talk about it but um that year was probably one of the most grueling years of my life um it was it was hard with travel we were traveling basically every single day to go to Vernon and West Kelowna to practice and I was in grade 10 at the time so I was trying to do my my work in the car and it was just grueling and I think about three quarters away through that season I I had it in my brain that I was going to quit hockey because I just didn't if I was thinking like if this is going to be how it is all the time I don't know if I want to do it but just because um, the travel well yeah and I think like it was kind of an eye opener. Like there was no, like I like playing in Kamloops and I think every game for us was a road game for being from Kamloops and you have a home game in Vernon, which I didn't really like, but um, the travel and I think the compete level in that, in that league wasn't where it should have been. And um, the team that I was on had different views of, of what they wanted to achieve in the season and no one was really on the same page, which was frustrating uh, for me, definitely like as a goalie too, because you're the one who has to bail everyone out at the end of the day. Right. So um, yeah, it was, it was a tough year. Um, but I think my next two years of midget, I decided to stick with it and see where it could take me. And I played both years of midget AAA boys in, in Kamloops. So I got to live at home, go to high school at home and, have a home rink with a nice home dressing room. And I was lucky enough to have both of my brothers coach me through those two years. And it was, it was a lot of fun. It was probably the best two years of my life, but I was also really lucky that those teams were based, ended up being based out of BC hockey. So I was able to get scouted through my league because my team was underneath the league of BC hockey. Cause that's when everything switched over. Um, so that's kind of how I got scouted. I was also really lucky to have Hockey Canada scout that scouts for uh, BC and Quebec, I believe. 
it was a little bit easier for me to kind of get that scouting side of things for first B team BC um, at age 16, 17. And then moving on to the national team was also a part of that. So I was really lucky to be under BC hockey and also have that resource. Jenna, how did you end up getting scouted? Now we, we know you went to a nice prestigious school, <laughs> but something must've stood out, right? put puck in the net a few too many times maybe <laughs> well, I don't know about that but <laughs> um yeah so I my first couple years at Notre Dame I played in both like the JWHL and then the CSSHL so we traveled a lot like played other preps uh prep teams went to the states like kind of got exposure that way um that would be more so like I would say on the school side of things. Whereas with the team Sask, I mean, being uh, like still located in Saskatchewan, like Notre Dame's still in Saskatchewan. So we played uh, Saskatchewan teams too. And in my last year, we played back in the midget AAA league in Saskatchewan. So there was a lot of exposure that way with team Sask. I mean, all those midget AAA teams are highly scouted and all the girls that uh, play for team Sask are pulled from those teams. So I think just uh, honestly, the fact that Notre Dame, like it is a prep school and like girls Neat, come like in from other places, but the fact that it's like located in Saskatchewan still, it's not like I was in BC playing. I think that might've been a little harder just for team Saskatchewan coaches and scouts to watch, but just, yeah, I think that's, still that's being in point. Saskatchewan. Yeah, just like staying in Saskatchewan, staying local allowed me to still be watched as a player from from Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It almost sounds like both of you are saying you played against the right people. Yeah, I think for sure. Right. So it's not necessarily where you're playing, but it's also again, it's also who you're playing against. Yeah. A question kind of off the top of my head. There is female pro hockey. It is definitely developing in the sense of it's not to the level that it should be financially, I think we can say. Is that most most uh, people's goals now is to play pro hockey? When they reach, maybe when they reach college, like they want to just keep going? I think it could be for some. Yeah, um, I would say it varies. Yeah, like, I mean, I I remember there's a girl on our team first year um, when the CWHL got cut. Um, she was upset about it. It's just she loves hockey. So it's like she's like, ah, well, where am I going to go now if I if I want to continue? So I think I think everyone, every female hockey player, even at university level, thinks like, what am I going to do after this? I've been doing this for so long that I want to keep doing it, but where do I go if there's nowhere to go? Right. Right. What would the highest level then be for you? Like is when you were growing up or when you were going to team Saskatchewan, team BC, did people want to just make it to college and university or is the Olympics still a prestigious title? Because I think when you get, when you two were going through it, 
uh, there wasn't pro hockey. Well, the thing about playing for a provincial team, when you go, when you, when you go to nationals uh, on your provincial team, everything is like hockey Canada everywhere. So basically like you're immersed in it and you're being, you're, you're being given the experience of what it would be like to be a player on that team. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if Jenna would agree with that, but I think um, I know it was for me. So I think everything around that is, oh my gosh, Hockey Canada scouts are here watching. So I think when you're in Team BC and Team Saskatchewan and whatever your provincial uh, team is, you're always like looking for that next level of, okay, I want to play on the U18 Team Canada. And then if you get invited to that, okay, I want to keep going. I want to make development team. So I think it's just kind of like a domino effect, but they, gotcha. they start it right at the provincial provincial level. So gotcha. I think definitely like at that level, you're, you're always thinking like, I want to play on that team. That makes sense. Yeah, I would agree with that. Exactly. Do either of you have any words of wisdom to leave the audience on? Well, I think like, like Kendra and I, had very different situations. She's a goalie. I'm a player. She played boys. I played girls. So I think like the biggest thing is just fine. And I, I'd also have no players that played boys up until they couldn't play boys anymore, like played all their minor hockey boys as um, players as well. So I think the biggest thing is just like, it's all personal. Like you got to do what's best for you and, and your development, if if you can develop in the boys game and jump into the girls game at the provincial level or at the national level, having played boys all year growing up or whatever it is, then I think like that's one thing. Personally, I found I developed more when I switched to the girls game and had that confidence and was able to use the skills that I developed in the boys game, but bring them to the girls game at a younger age. And then that like led me to where I am now. And Kendra's situation is very different, but I think it is very dependent on like where you're from, who, you know, like Kendra said, and just like your situation. Okay. Kendra, do you have any words of wisdom? I think I would just say, do what you feel is right. I think, and that's kind of hard, I think in a sense, because sometimes people don't know, to choose between two different you know like games or teams I guess but at the same time like kind of take a step back and think like okay if I try this is it going to be detrimental to my career if I try this you know and I think just being open to to trying things like you never know until you try so I think you know if someone wants to go to the girls game give it a try if not develop go back to the to the men's game or vice versa right I think it's huge to just play around and try things, especially when you're at a younger age, you have the time to, to figure it out and kind of play around with it. But I think, yeah, the biggest thing is just, you never know till you try. So kind of why not? I like that. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Right? <laughs> like what could, what could go wrong? Really? Yeah. What do you have to when you're, when you're in peewee, you want to try boys. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've been, I've been cut from a major midget boys team, but I went to try out because like, why not? Yeah. Right? Worst thing yeah, I can say is no. The worst thing we said was no. And I think things ended up 
pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would agree with the way your career is going. I'd go Hopefully. back to school in a heartbeat. Yeah, I know. And you know what? Um, I've got three more years. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to so rub it I'm in. Kinda, I'm kind of not thinking about where I'm going to end up in 2024, you know? <laughs> 2024, jeepers. If we <laughs> yeah, get I know, there. That's yeah, if we make it. Basically sickening, right? Yeah. Anyways, my words of wisdom is it's a conversation. There's people around with advice, with knowledge. And if someone is out there that has a decision to make, whether or not to flip sides or go to an academy sort of setting, feel free to reach out to me. I'll give you all the advice I can give you, which for some is not much, but I'm always open. You can reach me at thegoaliecorner at gmail.com or on Instagram or Facebook at One Stop Goaltending. Thank you, Jenna, and thank you, Kendra, for jumping on today. Thanks. Thank you.